And now, broadcasting from a two-person hot tub, high atop the Butterfield Park water tower, it's the E-Town Lowdown, created by Robbie and Rick. And now, your handsome hosts, PK and Rick. Welcome to another special edition of the E-Town Lowdown COVID-19 pandemic. Today is Thursday, April 30th, 2020. And our guest is the Honorable Peter DeCiani. He is the county board member here in DuPage County representing the second district. He happens to chair the Health and Human Services Committee and also is the vice chair of the Economic Development Committee. How are you, Pete? Good morning, Rich. I'm doing, uh, doing as well as can be expected. You know, it's crazy times right now, but uh, right. we're trying to make uh, lemonade, as, lemonade out of lemons right now. You know? There you go. And of course, we have our good friend Scotty Malort with us, who's going to uh, ask you some very tough questions. Are you ready for these, uh, Mr. DeCiani? I'm, I'm always ready for Scott Lamort. <laughs> <laughs> well, good morning, guys. It's great to be with you. Pete, thanks for coming on the lowdown with us. I wanted to start out by asking you, I'm going to frame this a little bit with some statistics for, for our listeners. Mm-hmm. Uh, as of 429 in DuPage County, we're approaching almost 2,900 positive cases of the coronavirus, which represents about 0.3% of the county's total population. Mm-hmm. Statewide, if, if the county's at 0.3, statewide, <laughs> Illinois is at roughly 0.4. So those numbers seem to be fairly in line with each other. So Pete, what I'm wondering is, how do you feel DuPage County is doing compared to the other collar counties? Well, I think DuPage overall, um, while we have our share of cases, you know, when you look at, uh, for instance, Cook County, who has the lion's share of the cases in our state, uh, we're, we're actually looking pretty darn good. Um, when you look at, you know, some of the more rural counties downstate, you know, um, some, some of these counties have very little, uh, uh, you know, COVID-19. So, um, you know, we're, we're a county of a million people. We're population larger than seven states. So we, we have our share of cases. I would say all in all, a lot of our cases are coming out of nursing homes. And um, uh, that's, that's unfortunately, uh, this, this virus attacks the elderly and those who are impaired. So when you're looking at the folks that are dealing with this uh, in a severe case where they're in hospitals on, on ventilators, et cetera, they're typically older or they're typically impaired or a combination of both. Although we've had cases you know, and I, I'm living it firsthand because I'm married to a frontline worker, Rose is a nurse at Loyola in Cook County, and uh, we've had a lot of cases of even some young people. We had a, we had a death of a 26-year-old mom, you know, uh, who was, uh, came in with COVID and pregnant. So uh, very, very sad case. And, um, you know, um, so I, I hear these cases from my wife firsthand, which, which is brutal, you know, uh, when you hear these stories. So we had a firefighter in his late 50s that passed. Uh, in one of our neighboring uh, uh, towns to the east uh, uh, two days ago. So uh, complications ended up having a stroke as a result of COVID. So it's, um, uh, it's, it's scary in that you can't see this. It's not like a typical, uh, you know, uh, situation. We're going to a fire, we're going to a crime scene, or we're going to, uh, uh, God forbid, a, you know, we've had flooding, you know, where you can kind of point to one area. Uh, this, this is a, a tough, uh, one of the toughest things we could deal with as a, as a county, as a state, and as a country. And Pete, I'm going to bring that down local one, one level further down. Uh, as someone who serves some time as a mayor of a town, uh, how's Elmhurst doing compared to the rest of the county, to the other municipalities? 
Well, I was just going to go to the site. We have a, a great site. If you go to DuPage County, um, we've got a, a link right to our public health site, which actually breaks down a town by town. Um, I was actually going to go look at that right now just to see how we're looking today, because unfortunately the cases do change. So as of right now, and this is real time because our county health department uh, actually shows these cases daily in Elmhurst, uh, we are at 86 cases of COVID. Um, That's active cases right now? Active cases right now. Uh, in comparison, based on population, um, we're actually looking pretty decent compared to some of our neighboring communities. You know, you go to like Bensonville and Addison, uh, who have, you know, quite a few, quite less per capita, and they actually have higher cases than we do. Um, so I, I think all in all, we're, we're you know, in a, in a pretty decent position based on the fact there were almost 45,000 people. And this is scary stuff. And, you know, most of us probably a month ago didn't know anybody that had a case of COVID. Um, but I think probably today, uh, all of us probably know somebody. You know what I mean? I know, mm -hmm. I know, I know four or five people just from our town, you know, uh, including right. Homer Alderman. Um, you know, who's beaten it, thank God. But, but uh, this, is, uh, this is tough stuff, you know? Right. So, Pete, you mentioned uh, our local nursing homes and assisted living facilities and, and congregate settings like that. How are things going there? Uh, everything we see on the news seems to be a bigger issue as the days go by. Where are we currently with that? Well, I remember the first case we had, it was, it was a Sunday when we did our press conference. The case was confirmed on the Saturday, the day before. And I I went out to the county, chairman uh, called uh, a press conference to announce our first case. And they wouldn't, you know, right away I called uh, public health and said, Where, where's it at? Because um, I had heard it was a nursing home and a lot of, as chair of health and human services, I oversee the, uh, the care center, which is the county's public uh, nursing home for the county. And we have over 300 people there, are very vulnerable. And a lot of our nurses and CNAs and, and uh, various staff, respiratory therapists, they work uh, at various places in addition to our county site. So I, I was really trying to find out if we had any employees at that nursing home and if there was any cross-contamination, et cetera, because naturally I'm, I'm on guard um, at the county to keep keep our building as, as safe as possible. So um, went to the press, uh, the county health department wouldn't tell me, uh, which was, you know, it was a struggle because I'm in government and I can't even find out. I said I'd keep it a, a secret, but they, they wouldn't allow that information to be released. But the next day we had the, press conference and Mayor Trilla walked in and I looked at, I looked at Mayor, Mayor Frank and said, oh, is it you? And he goes, yep. And uh, one case, you know, it was a Saturday. And then literally, you know, the next day was 18, the next day was 22 and it was like spreading like wildfire. So th this is the challenge when, when you have one infected nursing home with a very vulnerable population where these people are confined and close knit and, um, you know, uh, very, very uh, challenging. So, uh, and that seems to have been the trend you know, I'm looking at um, looking at the county site right now. Uh, in in Addison, we have 256 cases right now in Addison. To give you an idea, Elmhurst has 86. Now, Addison has around 30,000 people. Um, you know, a considerable less population than Elmhurst. You know, but they they've had uh, they've had their challenges. Um, uh, you know, you look at uh, Bensonville, and I, I know Bensonville had some pretty big numbers. I think like 211. Um, Wooddale's at like 54. So those are smaller towns, you know, uh, with, with a fraction of the population of Elmer. So I think when you look at our numbers, we're, we're, you know, and we like to see no numbers, but it is what it is. I mean, this is a, a very contagious virus uh, that um, spreads like wildfire. And, you know, um, 
that's one of the reasons why I think they talking to my brother who's an ER doc. One of the reasons why they shut down everything right away was kids are the silent carriers and they're bringing home the mom and dad who are bringing home the grandma and grandpa. And, and then we have issues, you know, so, right. so this is a uh, tough stuff, you know? Right. So Pete, what can we expect as we move forward related to increased testing? You know, I, if you've, uh, if you've been tuning into the County board meetings, I've been screaming from the pulpit. Um, this is kind of the answer to our question. Um, uh, we've got antibody testing, which I think I know as a business person, I would like to see, as an elected official, I would like to see antibody testing in the future plan, like near future, because I think for us to get back to work and reopen this economy, we need to have some confidence that either we've had it and, and you know, it's not a huge concern for us to protect ourselves and or we haven't had it and we need to be very careful. Um, but I think many of us prob probably have had it um, and not known it. Um, and, and probably have an antibody to, to, uh, uh, to defend ourselves. So, so, and the only way we're going to find this out is, is with antibody testing. And, and the other thing I think the value of antibody testing is, is right now there's no vaccine and, and, but you know, we've seen treatments where, um, people are taking their, their blood who have beaten it and have an antibody given donated blood and they're giving it to people who are critical with COVID and, and, and it seems to be working. Um, I'm not saying it's a fix-all, but if this could be an intermediate step to help people until the vaccine is approved and in place, I think we may have a win-win. One, we can hopefully get, get a step in place to reopen our economy, and two, we, we can have a kind of a pseudo-vaccine to, to treat people because you know, I know if I had it and I had a, uh, uh, an antibody test, I'd be happy to go donate blood and help other people, and I think other people would feel the same way. Right. Uh, speaking about opening the economy back up in the state, I'm wondering how do you feel personally and how do you think the county board as a body feels about the decisions made thus far by Governor Pritzker? You know, I think, uh, and there, there's some that, that feel the governor's been too restrictive. I, uh, you know, I, I, I see the other side of it because my wife's in healthcare, my brother's in healthcare, my brother's in Michigan, Tony's at Michigan State. Uh, where the protesters are out, you know, protesting about opening the economy and, um, you know, uh, talking to both my family members, uh, they're very concerned that we don't open too quick because we don't want to see, you know, more infection in a, a second round of this. Um, and I'll give you an idea, like at Loyola, which is probably one of our largest hospitals in the area, um, you know, three full floors are COVID. There's six surgical ICUs at, at Loyola. Four of the six are all covid they COVIDed the cath lab because um, mm. they, wow. they, they wanted to save two ICUs for surgeries. So right now out of the heart lung unit at Loyola where Rose works, um, they're doing kidneys, livers, um, in addition to the hearts and lungs. Uh, the, uh, the second surg uh, surgical ICU open is, is the brain neurosurgeon, and they're doing all the orthopedic um, out, of, out of neuro. So, you know, they're, run I mean, they're at full capacity right now with COVID, and, 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 you know, they haven't really seen a drop which is the scary thing. So I think we really need to be cautious. Um, you know, I'm all for, I, I don't want to see businesses fail. I, I, I'm a business guy. So uh, I'm the last guy I don't want to see that happen, but I think we really need to be cautious. And, and I think the testing, in my opinion, and, and this is where I would say, you know, and it's not a shout at the governor, but I think it's just our, our state. We've been very, um, you know, poor at, at our testing numbers. So we've got to get these testing numbers up on a daily basis so that we can actually, you know, uh, get people um, 
tested. And, and again, the antibody test, I think, is going to be the next round that's going to be so critical to give us some confidence that, that we could go back to work. And, and employers know that their employees have had it. And, and, and um, you know, there's a pretty good assumption. I, I'm not no doc or nothing, but um, several of the doctors that have had it at Loyola and some of the hospitals, you know, like Michigan State, they're, they feel that they're pretty confident they're not going to get it again. So they're working with no PPE. Um, you know, these, again, they wow. feel they have the antibody, they've got it beat. So, um, I think, you know, I know that's got to be more, more perfected, uh, cause science is, is all about studies, et cetera. But when I see cardiologists that have had it, beat it, you know, uh, back to work and, and confident and not wearing a mask, I, I think, I think there's some pretty good confidence that if we could get tested and have a, a confidence level, that's going to give you, you know, this, this county, the state and this country more confidence to go back to work and get things going. So Pete, what can people do to help at the local and county level? Well, well, I mean, there's, there's some great stories. I mean, we've got so many, I'm so proud of our business community. Uh, you got, you know, you got company, you got little businesses like Armand's who are feeding our fire department. You've got, you know, um, Francesca's who are, are feeding all the homeless people that are, you know, we used to have these pad shelters throughout the county. Those are all closed up because COVID would run rampant. So we've got people housed in, in hotels throughout the county, which are right now at their downtime because who's who's traveling. So we've worked out agreements with the county and and uh, but but you know small businesses have stepped up and said, hey, we'll feed them. So Francesca's is feeding, you know, the homeless on a weekly basis. Um, you know, market table in downtown Elmhurst, they're they're feeding the hospital workers two or three times a week. So you know, I, I there's so many ways that, you know, companies have been stepping up and, and uh, people have been stepping up. I know some people are, ma- are making masks, uh, which is awesome. And, and now the CDC is pushing uh, the cloth mask. So you don't have to have an N95. If you're going to, you know, Mariano's or Jewel, uh, a cloth mask is, is uh, adequate and uh, better than walking in with no mask. And, and uh, so we've got people making those, um, you know. So, so cash donations, best to go to the DuPage Foundation Yes. COVID fund. Yep, exactly. Great. Yep. We do have that website set up and, and uh, we'd be happy to, to help, help with that and take those dollars and turn them into valuable dollars that'll help our, our first responders. We're buying PPE with that for, you know, our, our, our firefighters and our paramedics and uh, frontline workers. So Pete, is there anything you would like to tell the citizenry of Elmhurst while we have you? Sure. I, I think, um, know that your government's working extremely hard right now. Our health department, um, you know, is dealing with um, many, you know, things with, you know, trying to balance HIPAA with, with uh, information. And, you know, we were able to work out a, a nice relationship with our mayors uh, who were really begging to know who were the COVID cases in their communities, where they were, so that when their first responders are going to that home, you know, they, they, they were properly prepared and, um, you know, we're, we're, I believe, the first county uh, in the state to actually allow that information to be dispersed. Um, Bob Berlin, our state's attorney, did a great job on, on balancing the health department's uh, worry about security with the mayor's need of concern to protect their communities. And, and we got that implemented uh, a week ago, Monday. Um, and uh, I know, you know, some, some folks, uh, partisan, were a little concerned about that information and, and, but, you know, at the end of the day, you got to go with, you know, what's going to protect the, um, the people of our County. And, and again, that information isn't public. It's not on a website. It's, it's only shared with our, our chiefs and our, 
PCAPs, which are 911 centers. So at least when, when they get a dispatch, uh, they know uh, that, that that house has got COVID in it and they could be properly prepared. You know, we were burning through PPE like crazy. Uh, the mayors were like, you know, um, we got to know this because otherwise we're going to burn through our PPE, you know, unnecessarily because we're going to have to pretend every every call has got, you know, a COVID case. So so that was a big breakthrough. Um, we just passed um, a resolution on property tax relief. Um, so if you cannot pay your property taxes either because of unemployment or say you took a huge wage cut um, or if you're a business and you're, um, you're not getting your PPP money, um, uh, and you're, you know, not an essential business. You've had the, you know, we're allowing the first, um, uh, part of the property tax to be pushed till September without any penalty. So I, I think, um, you know, we're trying to do everything within our, our powers to, um, feel for our, our taxpayers and, and, and our businesses and our, our residents and, and do the best we can to, to give them, um, the best safety protection and the best, uh, flexibility with, financial challenges that they're dealing with right now. Pete, can't thank you enough for taking the time out of, I'm sure what's a crazy day for you every day these days. Um, but thanks for being on the lowdown and we uh, appreciate your continued work as uh, we fight through these times. Rich, did you have anything? I just want to ask if there are any incentives for uh, folks that are able to pay their taxes to pay them early uh, that might help the cash flow. Yeah, you know, uh, that wasn't, you know, we, we didn't uh, discuss that, but that's actually not a bad idea. And we do have uh, another meeting before uh, that June 1st date. So that's something that actually a pretty good idea. Um, you know, I, I was a little hesitant on this because only about 38% of the people in our county escrow taxes. So I was worried about opening up a Pandora's box with this. Um, but but we do have a lot of people that have put away. Um, I know I escrow all my taxes. Uh, I, you know, commercial property and, and my, and my personal residence. And, uh, um, yeah, I mean, those are, that would be a nice, uh, nice little, nice little, uh, kudo to, uh, help those who are able to, to pay. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it's, um, you know, I, at the same time we had to balance that resolution with, you know, we need to pay it. We need to make sure you know, our, our, our municipalities and our school districts really rely on their property tax cash flow too. So it was, we met with, uh, superintendents of, of the schools, met with the mayors, tried to work out the best, you know, compromise that was, um, you know, doable from, from all sides. And uh, I think we got a pretty good resolution at the end of the day. So I echo Scott's comments. Thank you so much for joining us today and uh, keep up the good work. Uh, you, the County board and the County staff. Thanks Rich. Thanks Scott. No, Pete. Thanks man. Now more than ever, we're asking the community of Elmhurst to please fill out your U S 2020 census. It's quick, safe, and easy and you can do it online at my2020census.gov. Thank you. This is Mary Beth Harper, Director of the Elmhurst Public Library, and you're listening to the E-Town Lowdown with your hosts, Robbie and Rick, but PK is the one with all the talent. And now here's Rick with another edition of Standing on My Heavily Reinforced Soapbox. Now, I've recently heard a whole lot about cougars that are roaming DuPage County. I've read about them in the newspapers, I've read the stories online, and I've seen these stories on TV and heard the reports on radio. This, my friends, is where it needs to stop. Cougar? It's a demeaning term that I find highly offensive. Now, I give you, there are loads of attractive older women in DuPage County, and many of them, dare I say, don't exactly dress their age. 
They wear their high heels and short skirts and low-cut tops that women half their age should only be allowed to wear. But, but oh, great, no, no, Rick, I, Rick, I, I, Rick, I, I, Rick. Uh, uh, Robbie, Robbie, I'm not finished. They roam the fine establishments of Elmhurst. They valet their Lexuses and wear their tight-fitting fur coats and knee-high leather boots as they work the downtown bar stools, hoping to lure their prey with their big hair and fancy lip gloss. And as we all know, these ladies rarely buy their own drinks. And, of course, they are known to pounce at a moment's notice. And many times... Their victims never even saw them coming. But Rick, and I, Rick, oh, 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 wait, oh, wait, wait, and I know a Robbie, and I know a few poor guys who have become casualties of these ladies, never to be the same again. Not me, I swear, but some guys I know. Nevertheless, these ladies deserve more respect than to be referred to with a slur. They are just people with feelings like you and me, who just happen to be blessed with tight jeans, I mean good jeans, and a wardrobe from Forever 21. We must be more sensitive to the feelings of these ladies. I call on the good men and women of Elmhurst to stop referring to these ladies as cougars from this moment forward. And whenever you hear that term, please speak out against this social injustice. As always, I stand tall on my heavily reinforced soapbox to protect the good people of Elmhurst from the evil that lurks within. Good day. Are you finished, Rick? Yes. The cougars you've been hearing are not women. They are cats, big cats. They recently have been seen roaming several local forest preserves. They are basically mountain lions. Not hot grandmas? No. Oh. Never mind, then. The E-Town Lowdown, brought to you by the wonderful folks at the Elmhurst Armpit Orchestra, featuring the biggest bass drum in the world at nine feet in diameter. Yes, you heard that right, nine feet in diameter. This has been a special presentation of the E-Town Lowdown.